You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hi everyone. Um, we are here with uh, Dr. Athanasios de Mulas. He's a research director uh, here in Democritos in the area for material for nanoelectronics. So uh, he obtained uh, his PhD in uh, applied physics from the University of Crete and the Foundation for Research and Technology here in Greece. So tell us uh, about uh, your research, uh, about your current project. Uh, thank you. It's my pleasure to explain what um, uh, we have been doing for uh, the past 10 years and what we are doing now. Um, uh, we we work, uh, as you also uh, said, we work in the general area of new materials for uh, nanoelectronics. And uh, uh, we um, we look at uh, materials which um, will be uh, introduced in the next um, generation of uh, computer chips. And um, um, the... Uh, uh, up to up to this point, um, any significant advances that we have experienced in this field were driven by technology. But the consensus is that now uh, nanostructure materials uh, will bring uh, uh, innovation uh, in this field, and materials are very important. And I think that um, the um, European the uh, European Research Council. Uh, has uh, uh, recognized the importance of uh, doing research uh, in uh, in uh, materials at the frontiers of science, and uh, have um, um, uh, awarded us a generous um, grant, um, which is uh, called the Smart Gate, and it has to do with uh, smart gates for uh, the green transistors. That is for transistors which consume um, um, uh, very little uh, power. And this is what uh, we are working at the present time, and um, uh, we uh, investigate a number of uh, uh, exotic uh, materials, uh, such as um, um, graphene and and topological insulators for these particular transistors. Let's talk about that. Um, I was uh, really fascinated by uh, our uh, little uh, chat we had outside before uh, you came here in the studio. Uh, you talked about uh, graphene, uh, silicon, semiconductors, uh, even topological insulators. So, please uh, tell us something about uh, all those materials that might revolutionize uh, the next uh, uh, smart devices. Yes, um, uh, um, uh, graphene is an example material. is um, is a material that guides our research actually, uh, because uh, uh, this material uh, has uh, has a fascinating property that is very, very, very thin. It's just atomically thin, just uh, a single um, layer of uh, carbon atoms, uh, and um, so it's atomically um, uh, atomically thin. It's flat, and um, it, 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 People say that uh, it has uh, tremendous potential for many applications in, in, uh, in nanoelectronics and uh, photovoltaic solar cells, um, uh, in, in, um, in optoelectronics, in, um, uh, in, um, for um, 
strengthening uh, several other materials, for example, uh, and many others. But uh, uh, the problem with this material for nanoelectronics is that uh, it is uh, basically a metal. Uh, it doesn't have uh, a, an excitation gap, an energy gap. And this kind of material uh, is not very, very appropriate uh, for uh, digital electronics, for mainstream applications. And that's why uh, we want to um, uh, discover uh, or to find, uh, develop some other materials who have some of the um, important properties of graphene, but at the same time they possess an energy gap, and therefore, in other words, they are semiconductors, and uh, uh, and they could perform better for the mainstream devices. And one of these materials is silicon, which is the analog of graphene, uh, mm -hmm. made not from carbon but from silicon atoms. Uh, but of course, this is very difficult because. Uh, uh, silicon is not favored in nature. There's, it doesn't exist in nature. Uh, nature uh, prefers to uh, uh, have silicon atoms uh, clustered uh, in three-dimensional uh, clusters rather than having them uh, uh, flat in the form of a, a single layer of silicon atoms. And therefore, uh, it takes a lot of engineering to be able to make silicon uh, on certain substrates and, uh, and uh, uh, investigate their properties. So is it, is it cost-efficient? Um, I would say that we haven't reached so far with silicon to talk about cost efficiency because we haven't proven yet. We oh. are doing research on that uh, in the framework of a European project called 2D Nano Lattices, uh, but we haven't uh, uh, really uh, uh, reached to the point where we can make devices out of it. Uh, most pro we are at the stage to prove the concept, mm -hmm. so we are um, uh, very early in our investigations. But I think another class of materials, uh, which is more, let's say, uh, prospective uh, for uh, for this business of uh, nanoelectronics, is two-dimensional semiconductors, uh, uh, which are uh, in the general uh, class of uh, uh, metal decalcogenides. And some examples of these semiconductors are molybdenum sulfide or molybdenum selenide, for example, which um, are very uh, flat and atomically thin materials, uh, just like graphene, but... Uh, they are semiconductors, they possess a gap, and uh, people are, are investigating this material, uh, this material is very intensively now, and we are um, investigating them in our laboratory, and we have uh, our first results um, uh, um, uh, sent for publication. And a related uh, um, uh, class of materials uh, is called topological insulators, are more exotic materials. These, ma th these materials are, uh, are actually insulators on the inside, and they are metals uh, on the surface. So, uh, so this is very unusual, and uh, it can bring uh, some more functionality in these nanoelectronic devices. So, um, besides, uh, they, they have a lot of interest uh, from the science, the basic science point of view. So, uh, from, from, from your research up to now, what are the outcomes? Uh, do you think that uh, you could uh, find uh, something that will revolutionize the industry? And uh, where would you put your focus on? Yeah. Uh, what is the problem that you're, you're, you're trying to solve right now? Yeah. Um, uh, I, w I would say that um, mm, uh, nanoelectronics uh, is uh, evolutionary rather than revolutionary. Mm -hmm. um, uh, as uh, uh, people, uh, I mean, the, the main um, uh, driver is basically the cost reduction. So um, 
uh, right now uh, what people are trying to do is to shrink the dimensions of um, uh, devices and circuits and the dimensions of the uh, microprocessors and the computer chips so that uh, uh, they can make on a single wafer, they can make many of them so they can uh, reduce the cost of uh, each, each one of these units. Um, but when you, um, but, but uh, size um, uh, miniaturization uh, comes at the cost, and the cost is a tremendous power density uh, on the chip, which actually um, uh, increases the heat consumption on the chip and basically reduces the performance of these devices and basically inhibits their uh, further miniaturization. Therefore, uh, you have to be able to control uh, the power generated on the chip if you want to uh, make uh, uh, chips faster and, and uh, uh, more performing and also uh, lower cost. And uh, the materials uh, we develop right now, they target exactly, exactly that, to be able to make low-power uh, nanoelectronics, which, however, uh, are also have high performance. And these type of uh, applications, uh, low-power, high-performance, are needed um, uh, for, for the so-called mobile internet devices and services like tablets, smartphones, and so on, because these, um, uh, these actually, um, uh, uh, these devices uh, require uh, uh, low power consumption in order to save the battery lifetime, and at the same time, uh, you require a very high performance in order to run complex applications on these um, um, uh, on these uh, mobile internet devices. So uh, this is the area where the uh, uh, the materials I talked about will have a big contribution. Uh, we think in the future. Uh, we are we, we are really 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 excited about it because uh, from my point of view, uh, my battery seems to to yeah. <laughs> to end in half a day. Yeah. So it's really important now because every device, every smart device, uh, needs uh, to to run on high performance. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, there is uh, a problem there uh, yeah. with uh, power consumption. So, um, just a, a last uh, question uh, to close uh, our really nice interview. Uh, what about uh, your point of view, your advice, uh, if uh, a, a young kid wants to be a researcher? What would you advise yeah. him? Uh, what's your uh, tips? Yeah. Um, difficult to give an advice, but uh, I would say that what is required from... Uh, uh, yeah, all researchers, uh, also young researchers, uh, in this field, is to have a uh, an interdisciplinarity uh, in their research. Uh, they need to know um, a lot of things uh, in several different disciplines. Uh, for example, uh, material science, um, physics, chemistry, electrical engineering. Um, they they need to 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 have uh, t technological skills as well. Uh, so um, so my advice is uh, that the uh, young researchers uh, should be willing to uh, uh, learn um, uh, many things from uh, well things from different disciplines. Um, don't. Uh, uh, focus or don't concentrate on only on one discipline uh, because this is easy or 
because you feel more familiar with 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 a certain subject. But try to um, expand your knowledge and your skills in many many different disciplines, uh, because all these disciplines are required in order to be able to do some some research on this um, on this field. Yeah, well, it's a difficult <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. So uh, you really need uh, a set of mixed skills yeah. and uh, a passion about it, obviously. Yeah. Um, so um, I would like to thank you very much for your time. I would like to thank you again for answering our questions and uh, thanks for our uh, thanks to our listeners. Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to explain our work. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.